This is an RNZ podcast. On Monday, News Hub's website carried what seemed to be a standard outrage baiting story about a New Zealand man selling gollywog dolls. The seller, who identified himself as James Harrington, served up a couple of provocative quotes, telling the website, the internet is full of political correctness and snowflake millennials, and asking rhetorically if having Chinese food for lunch also makes him racist. That met a predictable response. There were snarky tweets and angry Facebook comments, another average day on the World Wide Web. But there was something a little strange about James Harrington's gollywog website. Alongside the images of his racist wares were pictures of the journalist David Ferrier, who investigates strange internet goings-on and the toxic side of social media through his blog Webworm. It seems strange that Ferrier was suddenly part of a gollywog selling operation. I asked him what was really going on. Kia ora, Dave, and welcome to Media Watch. Uh, thanks for having me. So can we start at the start? How did you first get introduced to the man known as James Harrington? Yeah, so I came across James Harrington when I was writing a story about an Instagram influencer who was hawking these COVID face masks. And I was sort of writing critically about the influencer at the time, but I ended up looking at where these face masks were coming from. And they were being sold on a website uh, that was a dropshipping website. So basically, it's like a storefront that's set up. You go there, there's like nice mask designs, you pay $20, whatever you pay for them, you're actually getting these incredibly cheap masks from China, and which is perfectly fine. It's a business that a lot of people do. But I found out that a number of these masks weren't making it to people. And there are a lot of people angry that they're paid, you know, $300 for these masks and they've got nothing. And so I looked into who it was and the guy behind it, um, James Harrington, that's one of his aliases. He is someone that I, I suppose I annoyed because I wrote about the fact his masks weren't showing up. And I also kind of associated him with a prior kind of scam he had done where he'd been illegally streaming some boxing matches and had made Sky TV really angry. So essentially he's a professional troll that I kind of accidentally poked and he is now unleashing his rage upon me in a variety of creative ways. So just to be clear, back then when you wrote this story, his name wasn't James Harrington, though, was it? It was James Bryant. No, it was James Bryant. And that's when I kind of went, oh, OK, so who am I dealing with? You know, this is James Bryant, James Harrington. Are they the same person? And when I started writing about this guy, I started getting a number of emails from a whole lot of different names. And they're all very strange and sort of vitriolic and clearly the same person. Was he always going by an alias? Was he going by James Bryant? He was originally quoted in the News Hub story as selling the masks, which were using government branding. So they were also there was controversy around the mask selling. He was James Harrington then. Uh, the James Bryant thing just came from a bunch of internet sleuthing and finding out that, hey, it's the same guy. So, when did you see Monday's News Hub story about gollywogs? Yeah, well, I started getting a bunch of messages and texts and direct messages saying, are you, do you, are you aware that you're on a website marketing gollywogs? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And I went to the website, and sure enough, the main banner of the page is a big, giant gollywog, which is a, a very offensive toy, and my face, sort of the same size, and it essentially looked like I was marketing the gollywog. So my first thing was like, okay, 
I'm getting a lot of abuse from this guy. It seems like a James Bryant thing to do, so it's probably him. But essentially, I saw this banner there at the top of the page, and then I was curious about, you know, why were so many people getting in touch with me about this? Why had it, why was everyone suddenly discovering this Gollywog site? And that's when I found there was a news story on a prominent website about it. Right. So that was News Hub, and you immediately read the News Hub story, and you thought, this is the same guy from Mars.co, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and just just to be clear, what evidence did you have for that assumption? Uh, well, essentially, it was James Harrington being quoted in that story about the gollywogs. It was the same James Harrington that was quoted in the mask story. I knew that James Harrington by this point was an alias of James Bryant. And it was the same kind of baiting comments that he had. And if you go into the registrant details of the website, again, it all leads back to James Bryant. So have you asked News Hub to take the story down? News Hub is aware that the story exists. Uh, I believe a they originally linked through to the website that was selling gollywogs, and that link is now being removed. But the story is still up there about the outrage about gollywogs. Uh, you know, the tweet is still out there as we're recording this. And it's just it's frustrating because the only reason that website was created was to harass me. The purely the only reason this person wanted a news story about it was so that people would go to the website and see my big ugly face next to a gollywog. Yeah. So it's it's I think a case where you know this is a person that's really good at playing the media. He's done it before to get attention for things. He did the same thing with his face masks, and it's just happening all over again. Is it kind of good enough from News Hub, though? Surely there's a little bit of shame at helping a guy who is really only doing this to harass you. Yeah, I don't know the inner workings of that newsroom. I know that newsrooms obviously churn out a huge number of stories, and I know a lot of stories on news websites are lifted off social media outrage. You know, you've got your one side yelling, you've got the other side yelling. It makes for a really instantly clickable news story. You know, you get some comment from the Human Rights Commission that sort of validates it. Uh, I would think with an example like this where I've clearly, you know, I wrote a piece today clearly outlining the origin of it. I've now seen the emails from fake aliases that James made up with fake outrage, which got the story kind of fired up in the first place. So it's so obviously planted by him. I'd like to think there's some kind of discussion that goes on in that newsroom, but I don't know if it's just the day-to-day grind of the daily news that stops newsrooms from sort of assessing this stuff and they just power onto the next thing. It's not the greatest bit of journalism. I don't think anyone's going to miss this story about a gollywog website that went up. And, yeah, I hope it is removed because, you know, for this internet troll, it's just another win for them. And, you know, they'll be loving it. This could have happened at just about any news site, right? Just especially ones that are just doing the news churn. Is it, does it show how easy it is for bad actors to game that system? Yeah, absolutely. And there are people doing this all the time. And it's that situation where even if there aren't bad actors, even if it's just a news website covering something controversial, I think there's a danger that you play into their hands just by covering it. It's that thing of any publicity is good publicity. And often companies that are controversial, they will be loving the coverage because they'll be getting more clicks. Mm. And I think it's also, generally, I think when you're in a newsroom, you are trusting of people when they come to you you come from an assumption of truth. And so if someone writes you an email and they say, 
I'm a person of colour and I am outraged at this Gollywog website. Your tendency is to trust that. You don't instantly sort of, I, th- I think you don't instantly go against that. And I think that's can be a dangerous attitude to have. Like, I don't love embracing cynicism, but I think newsrooms could be a little bit more critical and cynical about this stuff. Yeah, what could you do, though? This is this is essentially what James did, right? This was an email that said, I'm a person of colour, I hate this website. Uh what what could they have done to verify that? Uh, I think they could get on the phone with them and find out that this is not a female they're speaking to. It's a male who isn't in Auckland where they claim to be. It's it's that thing of not trusting a tweet or an email or a bit of digital communication and all and this that comes verification back to all sorts stuff. of things, right? Like the, 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 the level of resourcing in newsrooms, the time pressures that yeah. journalists are under, all this sort of stuff. But I think it comes back to that bigger question as well of like, is this story worth covering? Totally. I guess maybe newsrooms need a policy when it comes to basically controversy baiting because this has been a standard tactic on the internet for so long you have people like Stephen Molyneux Lauren Southern who tried to tour here they were experts at it right you just say an outrageous thing and you get the engagement from the people who believe it and the people who are angry at it I would love to see a situation where there is a policy in place about covering you know bad actors and people that purely gain an income via publicity and just to think a little bit about bringing them on the show and giving them FaceTime and airtime when essentially, like, when was the last time you heard from those two? Like, it, it's great not hearing from them and it all disappears. It's And it's that thing of... Because they were taken off social media yeah, and but they, they made the news. Yeah. It's like, it's when the news makes the news and it's like just in talking about them and someone like Sean Plunkett getting them on the show and then getting people talking about it, suddenly a story that doesn't have those news values suddenly does because it's drummed up so much attention just by being given the platform in the first place. Zooming back in, your personal situation, you have mm. essentially got a situation on your hands where someone is, I guess, trying to harass you. What options do you have available to you to stop that from happening? Are there legal avenues? Yeah, so there's, you know, obviously the New Zealand police can get involved with something like this. I mean, something else his character has done, has he's turned up in an old workplace of mine and left threatening notes. So he's physically turning up in off-the-internet situations in my life. So, you know, I, police is a recourse. Uh, the Harmful Digital Communications Act is also something that can be chased up. Um, NetSafe is always good to check in with this kind of stuff. But the the tricky thing with digital harassment is keeping a record of it at the time. And because it's online, stuff disappears really easily. The websites harassing me last week will probably be gone this week. There'll be new ones. And so I think you're NetSafe and in certain cases the New Zealand police are probably two avenues that could be could be taken. So well, good luck. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So James got annoyed at you, and then things have spiralled from there, right? So what's actually taken place? Yeah, so James obviously got annoyed at the Webworm article I wrote about his dodgy masks that he was selling. And then from there, it sort of led to him creating a number of internet um, personas that would email me various sort of homophobic emails it escalated from there to him physically turning up at my old workplace to see me, demanding to see me. And then when I wasn't there, because I don't work there anymore, he left a note saying basically, you know, it was a, th- a threatening note. Uh, and since then, uh, there's been 
different personas will still email me and get in touch. Different emails trying to bait me to click on certain things. Like he's someone that's very good at manipulating people. You know, he's someone that would have, you know, he, he's a man in his 30s who is sort of living the life of an 11-year-old that's just found the internet and discovered that, oh, I can pretend to be different people and, oh, I can trick people. And it's kind of that internet board culture that he's embraced. How do you so, how do you keep attracting these same sorts of people? Because it does remind me a little bit of the main character from your web uh, from oh, your documentary tackled. Oh no, it's it's David remarkable DeMato. because you know the first thing that happened with David D'Amato was a number of fake personas emailing me. David D'Amato also loved creating domain names to defame you. And he also seen a lot of really homophobic emails. So it's like it is sort of the same cardboard cutout. And I think it's just my theory is that if you're a male that has some sort of self-hating tendencies and you just spend a lot of time on the internet, you just through evolution end up in that state. Like that's just where you end up. Following that interview, News Hub put out a statement. It read, This story has been amended to say that the website was taken down following claims that it was a hoax. Now David Farrier has released his own statement in response to that. It reads, this is not a claim, it's a cold, hard fact. By leaving this story up, you are actively participating in harassment against me. Hayden Donnell reporting there on the strange story of a hoax that made news for News Hub this week and also targeted David Farrier, a journalist who lifts the lid on hoaxes, fake news, misinformation and trolling online in his blog and online newsletter Webworm. Now, as we heard there in that chat with Hayden, David Farrier challenged that story about gollywogs supposedly on sale online here. And in a further footnote to all this, the original story about that vanished from the News Hub website late on Friday.